morning. Here we go. Oh, God. We're coming for you, Bill. <laughs> We're coming for you. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time for you to hit us up with your opinions at hashtag Undisputed Live. Time to talk. Draymond suspension. We will get to Jerry talking about paying Dak in just a moment, and then we'll get to Giannis going after the Pacers in the hallway. What was that all about? And Big Ben Roethlisberger going after Mike Tomlin? Huh? But first up, I welcome in my man Michael Urban and my guy Keyshawn Johnson to discuss yesterday's biggest story. Morning, gentlemen. Yo! Morning, Michael. Morning, morning, guys. All right, yesterday's biggest news flash, of course, was Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. Not exactly sure what that means, so I'll rely on my two guys for this. Keyshawn, please, you first. Your reaction to indefinitely. Well, I think, Skip, so far so good in terms of what the NBA made a decision on, which is indefinite suspension. It's fine. Like you said, I don't know what that means. Does it mean... 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 games. What does it mean? Okay. The biggest thing is they remove him from the court. He's going to lose a little bit of money, but that's okay. Because if he gets the necessary counseling that uh, Rich Paul, Draymond, uh, you know, organ- mm-hmm. people at the organization, the Golden State Warriors. Mike and, Dunleavy Jr. is their GM. Yeah. And Mike Dunleavy mm-hmm. Jr. Yeah. as well as the front office people, at, at, at better yet, the NBA yes. personnel executives mm-hmm. all sit down and have a conversation about the next step forward, which is, hey, let's try to figure out if there's some sort of issue along the way that we could try to correct. I'm not a, a doctor, a psych, or anything like that, but it certainly feels like there's something else brewing in and around Draymond Green for these issues and situations that continue to keep coming up every so often. I think that that is what they want to get down to. They want to find out. They want to get to the bottom of it. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, everybody sees it. They they see counselor, counseling. And the first thing people say is, oh, he's crazy. Something's wrong with him. That's not necessarily the case. Just may, you may have something inside of you that you want to discuss with people that you trust, that you feel good about, You want to relay those sort of things and communicate that with them so you can get the necessary help so you can return back to the court to help your team. Because if the Golden State Warriors plan on continuing this run that they've been on for however long, they certainly must have him in the lineup and he must have a clear head in order to do that. We talked about it the other day. Every single time these things happen to him, for some reason, the Golden State Warriors get derailed, Michael. They don't finish the deal. You think about LeBron James back in 2016. They lose that. They don't finish the deal. And then you can go on and on and on about when they lost championships. There's always some Draymond Green stuff yeah. in and around the team and the organization. You go to last year, it's a bonus in Jordan Poole earlier in the year. So I'm glad that this has happened. Um, I hate to see that it's happened, but I'm glad it's happened. So now we can fix the problem. Yeah, guys, yeah, it's for me here. As we're looking at what happened with him and Jordan Poole, first of all, this is the first I've heard of Draymond having any mental issues that needing any help. You know, so so 
I, 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 I hope whatever help he needs, he gets if that's truly what he needs. I think what the NBA is doing here is sending a message that, hey, we, we suspend you. You run back, you get on your podcast, you become more famous talking about the suspension, and I'm not going to capitulate. Okay, you come back and you get back into some of, some of the same issues that we just suspended you off of. Now we're going, to, we're going to show you who's really the boss here. We're going to take you off the court. And, and I don't care. Listen, when you hear someone's the heart and soul, of a basketball team like Draymond Green is, the heart and soul of a football team, that means this game means everything to them. Draymond, the basketball game, it, it, it means everything to him. They're taking away what means everything to you. You, you, you can go on and say, well, when, when I made plenty of money, I'm ready, I'm set, I'm good. Yeah, but this is what you love doing the most, and we're going to rip this from you. So I, I don't know that he has any mental issues. I'm glad that he's willing to say, hey, I'll stop. I'll stop doing it. I got some I got mental issues, whatever. I, I'll stop doing it. That means he's getting the message. They're sending a loud message to you, to everybody else. We're not putting up with this, and you're not going to be running back on your podcast talking about us like we're somebody soft. Draymond Green's losing $155,000 a game yep. the first 20 games and then another 200000 after 20 games. That's a lot of money to be acting crazy about on a court. So, so trust me, I, I think they get his attention this time around. You, you see, Skip, right there, what Michael is saying, right, about the mental aspect of things. The first thing happens is, like I said, Soon as, as soon as you seek counseling, the first thing people think it must be something to do from a mental capacity, right. which is not necessarily the case. Right. It could just be I need to talk to somebody because, Skip, I have some things going on at home. I have some things going on in my life that I, I just want to talk to somebody. All right. And to your point, I have no idea what all that could be, if any of that could be anything. I right. don't know. Right. But I will tell you this. I believe that Draymond should be suspended for a good long while because even yesterday, even last night, I'm scrolling through the thread on Twitter and I'm, I'm looking at these compilations of all of Draymond's incidents year after year after year after year. And it's just staggering to me that the NBA has allowed and allowed and sort of backed off and sort of enabled, enabled, enabled him to continue, to continue, to continue. But now he's been suspended three times in three weeks. We're not even to Christmas. The old saying is the NBA season doesn't even start until Christmas Day. Well, he's already a three-time quote-unquote loser before Christmas Day. Wait, what's the third, mm -hmm. what's the third suspension? I know the first is a choke. Well, it's th three times in... He's two times. Maybe I'm going back to Jordan Poole that he didn't get suspended for, but he's got he's got two for sure this year. Yeah, two. I, I was that, the, it was the choke three. in this incident mm -hmm. the other yeah, night, right? right? Yeah. So yes, it's right, two. Right. And then maybe I'm going back to the there's Sabonis thing. Okay. Yes, that, but, that may okay. be it. I'm losing track because no, it's it's such a flood of things, that <laughs> incidents. But here's my fear. Here's my concern about this. Mm. I still haven't gotten over what happened with John Morant. 
because I'll remind both of you that it's less than a year ago that I felt like I and we got bamboozled about an indefinite suspension for John Morant. I'm talking about the first gun episode, mm-hmm. the one at Shotgun Willie's in Denver, if you recall. Yes. After a game in Denver that they had lost, and he flashes the gun on IG Live at the club. And suddenly he is suspended indefinitely. John Morant was. And we're like, okay, and what? And he's going to get some help. Even he issued a statement, I need to seek some help. And then there was the Woj report. He's seeking help at a rehab facility in Florida. Do you remember this? Yes, absolutely. So he's going to Florida. And I'm thinking, good for him. A few days. And I I sat right here and I thought, because if you know these programs, and I do, it's usually six weeks minimum. Do you remember Tiger went for his sex addiction or whatever it was back in, mm-hmm. remember when he went to Mississippi? But, yes, but he was I, there for six weeks. Yes, I remember. Okay, so, yeah. so that was six weeks of that because that's the standard time at one of those facilities to get you some serious, lasting kind of help. Yeah. <laughs> Jock ja couldn't have been there more than like two days because the next thing I know, wait, he's back in New York meeting with the commissioner and they're ironing things out and he's convincing the commissioner he's okay and he's ready and able to play NBA basketball again. And before I know it, it's March 22nd and he's back playing for the Grizzlies. Yes. He missed eight total games, okay? Eight total games. And before I know it, he's in the game. And then after the game, I think it was Luke Kennard was being interviewed and he photobombs the Luke Kennard interview on live TV. And he does the lyric, you know, the lyric, it's a parade inside my city. And we know what the rest of that that song is. And those are lyrics that the commissioner would not love. Josh sort of standing behind at that point in time as he tries to make his way back into the league. And obviously nothing took there because it wasn't long. It was just two months later that once again, he's in the car with one of his buddies and he flashes the gun on IG Live again. And now it's a 25 game suspension. I'm, I'm just saying. Sometimes the league wants to look like, for a, a great PR move, we're going to drop the hammer on Draymond. We're going to come down hard on Draymond with an indefinite suspension. And it sounds great until it isn't. When you, you say, well, wait a second, what is it exactly? Is he out for 25 games like Ja? Or is it possible that two weeks from now we'll hear, Oh, he's meeting with the commissioner again, and he's sorted things out in his personal life, and everything's cool now, and Draymond's about to be back. Because if you look at eight games, it would be December 30th for the Golden State Warriors. He could be back if it were that sort of a jaw suspension of, you know, about nine months ago. Well, the difference between the jaw situation, Skip, and Draymond's situation is jaw went to— it was almost reported it was a rehab, but it was never— it was counseling session in Florida that he actually attended because he would not cop to having any other yeah. issues. So then he wind up coming back, meeting with the commissioner. That was, you know, whatever it was supposed to be yeah. solved. Then he got into the other situation in the car that they claimed was a toy gun later on, <laughs> or whatever the case may have been, and that wind up getting him even more yes. time off. So it's a little bit different for me when I look at Josh's situation versus Draymond's. Because Ja was, he was on his course to, to self-destructing 
yep. to a whole nother level. Yeah, where that. You, yep. you understand what I'm saying? Yep. Where Draymond, this is basketball related things. Where Jostaf was not basketball yep. related, was more about, I think I want to be in the streets and not really understand it. I agree. No, the hell you yeah. don't, because yeah. you don't know what these streets is really about. Yeah, right. not the Memphis streets. Right, right. Streets uh, uh, in general. Also, yeah. Skip. Right, right. Also, Skip, I want to get back to what you're talking about. What, what I believe, too, is Draymond has to be careful here, right? With however serious or whatever this game, whatever this suspension comes back to, this, I would call, is the setup. This is the setup. They put indefinite suspension on it this time. And, yeah, they may let you back in eight games. But they're saying the next time, yeah, buddy, okay. we're going to have everything we sure. need to put you out of this league for a minute. So it's the setup for the next time them being able to say, now you're going to sit down for a long time, if not forever. He has to be careful now. Mm. How many games do you think he should get, Skip? Because you said you think he should be suspended for an extended period of time. Yeah. Yesterday never... I said 10, which would be double the five that he was just suspended for. Right. Then I slept on it, and it feels more 20-ish to me because I looked at the magnitude mm -hmm. of all the offenses, so many year after year after year. But I'll also say this. I believe this commissioner is very conflicted here because, to your point, Keyshawn, none of this is off-the-court stuff. There's no legal problem. He's not breaking laws here. He's breaking NBA rules, but not laws. And Draymond is wildly watchable and popular. To me, he's a top five player right. in the league in entertainment value because we all watch him. Right. Yeah, just watch it because you never know. And is he a wrestling villain or is he... But, but you know, it's what, what, interesting yeah. you say that okay. because I find myself... Struggling to right. watch the Golden State Warriors, okay. even though I love Steph and I love Clay, but when Dre's not there, it's like yeah, something it's is, to, okay. something's well, missing right, from right. the team. And right. remember, right. Draymond right. is closely aligned with LeBron, even though they've been friendly rivals. They are close friends. Yes. He's represented by Clutch and Rich Paul. As we just, you just talked about right. Rich is going to meet with Dunleavy today, and they're going to try to sort this out. And already, Draymond is aligned with TNT because he's sort of a part-time on-air person for them. He has some relationship with them, which at some point when he segues into his second career will be, I think, full-time. It feels like it is. They, they use him as one of their own. He's, he's already one of theirs. Well, all this is difficult on the commissioner because there's, there's so much good there along with all the bad, but all right. the bad is very entertaining to watch. And so I think they're conflicted about the length of suspension because they don't want Golden State to go completely away, and I don't think they want Draymond to go completely away because people love to watch him operate. See, I, yeah. I to go completely away, and I understand what Michael's saying about the setup. I get it. I get the setup. But I don't feel that that's in the cards. I don't think that they are trying to remove him from the game of basketball for – 30 games, because much like you said, Skip, when you start to do that, you not only affect Draymond, you affect the Golden State Warriors, which is a big ticket item for your league, and you also affect the other players on Golden State's team that had nothing to do with the behavior of Draymond Green, no. even though there are people out there that want to try and hold 
Steph Curry and Klay Thompson accountable for his actions because they know him. Their teammate is. They've been around him. People want to make it seem like they're <laughs> supposed to yeah. all of a sudden put him in line and get him in check. It's like, well, right. no, he's his own man. Mm. They can't. They, they can have a conversation with him and say, Dre, stop it. But in the end, he's going to do what he feels he could do until such due time that he can't anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, it, but 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 ahead, what Mike. the league is also what the league is saying what the league is saying though, okay, Draymond, we afford you a great opportunity, and because you're on one of the more visible teams in the National Basketball Association, you get extra eyes on you. And then I got one of them letters, and the letter said to me, because you play for the Dallas Cowboys and you enjoy such notoriety. Usually, we will give most people a four-game vacation. Hmm. But you, Michael, with the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to get five because it's the Dallas Cowboys. Really? I'm just telling you how that thing came back to me. I didn't want that five-game vacation. I was trying to get three. Give him one leg. You know what I mean? But he gave me a five-game vacation, and he said because I played for the Dallas Cowboys. Really? I, I think some of that plays comes into play here. Draymond Green, is, now they're saying to Draymond, let us take your stage away. Yes, you're an entertainer, you're a performer, and, and, and you use all of these platforms. Let us take your stage away and see what happens. They're going to get them in check. I, 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 what I'm interested in is how is Draymond going to be after this, how is he going to sell Draymond on the podcast mm. as the villain that doesn't listen to anybody and do his own thing? Because they're about to make you capitulate to get that to get back that platform. Mm. Michael, you didn't just have the letter reading the letter, did you? Was that the letter that you picked no, up? No, 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 no. Oh, I was about no, to say. No, 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 no. I, I don't I need to read the letter. To I, say. I went over that letter so many times, it's engraved in my head. I got to get extra game. Why I got to get an extra game? You know what I mean? So I know what that letter says. I, trust me, I know what that letter Michael, says. Michael, I've never heard that being the student of Cowboy history that I am, I never heard that you got an extra game just because you played for the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, That's God. what the commissioner said. No joke. No joke. I, I promise you. you. The commissioner, he absolutely said that. So, so I, I'm saying that they can't. Look at, look at this. If Draymond Green was anywhere else or any other team, we're not talking about him this much. Draymond Green no. on Golden State Warriors, He's a heart and soul, heart and soul. He's everything. He gives us all of that. And, and then you keep getting these incidents. I mean, I, hey, listen, I, I, I love Draymond. I love how hard he plays. I love seeing him on the court. But, but the NBA, is, it, hey, they, they're going to put a stop to this. Mm, you're laughing. Why? Because I'm just thinking, why would he do I'm looking at it, Skip, and I'm saying, why would he do that? Yeah, why would dude, he do why, that? Why, why would he do, do, why do, would right. he do that? Like, why would you know certain things I get? Screaming just got back. But screaming at referees. But screaming at referees and stuff. I get all that. That 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 happens. But swinging because you can't get on the block and they're pushing you off and you feel like you're not getting a call, then you do a 360 turn 
And originally, by the time you had about 300 on the turn, you you kind of let your hand go at about 340 to 360. Agreed. I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. (laughs) Look, I I don't know. That's what the league said. Yeah, I don't know what the issues are off the court. Nurkic sort of referred to him in his post-game comments where he said, I think he needs some help. And Draymond accepted that. And according to Woj, Draymond has accepted all this, that the Players Association have accepted it. And remember, his dear friend, his old friend, Andre Iguodala, is now the sort of the interim president of the Players Association. Yes. So there's there's good vibe here. There's good connection. There's there's good open line of communication. And KD spoke on it yesterday and said, hey, I want to see him get some counseling and help or whatever it is. And again, I want to be clear. Just because you want to talk to somebody yeah. does not mean you're crazy. Okay. It's not, it's not like that. It okay. just means that but I, whatever's inside of you, you want to be able to communicate that to somebody who, as a specialist yes. that can talk back to you okay. and help you with your situation. My bottom line is I just hope for Draymond's sake that the, that the commissioner tough loves him a little harder this time and, and forces him out of the game long enough to Michael's point that he starts to miss the game that he lives for and loves. And the only way to do that is with a more significant length of suspension where you make Draymond look in the mirror and sort of check his own oil. Okay, what am I? What am I doing here? What what have I become? And readjust in later in his career before he comes back. You think he can't change? He's not going to change. He already has said it multiple times. He's not going to change who he is. Now, you could say it's going to hurt the team if he doesn't change, which is true. But you're not going to take a guy at the end of his career and try to recalibrate him to get him right. to do and be something that he's just not. It's not. When have you ever, and you've been covering this stuff for a thousand right. years, Skip, when have you seen somebody at the end of their career all of a sudden? I'll just use one example. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman went off the cliff at the end of his career. It, it's just not, it, it's not going to happen. If we were talking about this six years in, I'd be like, yeah, he probably, you know. But we're at the back end of his career. Okay, but you, there's a little yeah, voice. Yeah, he's not going to change. Yeah. He may not change with the way he plays, yeah. but he'll change with that action that you just so eloquently stated, mm-hmm. with that with that crazy stuff, that stop it, man. Stop saying that you didn't try to do this like you just talked about, Keith, when you swing it around and your hands got to come all the way up toward this man's head. That, that may, and and that, and that may be the case, Skip. You're going you to stop that. Yeah, you that, stop that, we that, we're not, we're not that. telling you to stop yeah. playing no, hard. That's very we're not true, telling you Michael. to stop playing hard. Very we're true. not telling you to stop going, get the rebound. That's do true. everything you do. But that crazy stuff, you got to stop. Yeah. And that, that, they gonna, they going to take that out of him. Yeah, I guarantee well, the you that. Curricular oh, act, take the, the, right. the, the extracurricular non-basketball right. stuff, Skip, yeah. that may right. change to some degree. To some degree. Right. Okay. But much like we had this conversation, you and I and Richard, about DK Metcalf and what Pete Carroll we did. And, the, you know, and, and what yep. Shanahan said. Mm-hmm. There's going to be coaches in the NBA that's going to say the same things about Draymond. They're going to say, yeah. hey, if you get underneath yeah. this skin, 
We're going to get him ejected. This is what's going to happen. So he has to be cautious of those things. I'm just talking about that little voice in the back of your head that you finally listen to. You you have to listen to it. Michael has to listen to it. I have to listen. On air, we're on live TV. There's that little voice that says, well, you can't. No, don't don't say that. You you can't go there, right? I got a couple of those. Okay, well, you know. One here, two of them on this side. I got another one saying, go. Don't listen to Skip. Don't listen to it. Fight back. What? All right. It's dangerous not to listen to that voice. Boy, I can tell you every time I've gotten in trouble, that voice had tried to warn me and I disregarded that voice. Every time God knows that's the truth. But look at you now. You you, you grew yeah. up and wise up. I'm gonna listen right? to that voice. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna listen to that voice. All right, way to go. Okay, up next, we gotta talk for Michael's sake, Dallas Cowboys. My sake, uh-huh. Dallas Cowboys, because Jerry speaks out on paying Dak Prescott, and we respond soon. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right, VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Here is what Jerry Jones had to say about a contract extension for Dak Prescott. Don't pay any attention to discussion, meaning media talk. It's meaningless, Jerry said. The only thing that is factual here is what I decide, what we decide as a team, what Dak decides. We know exactly where we are on this contract. The timing on it remains to be seen. So, Keyshawn, you've been campaigning for Jerry to pay the man, pay Dak Prescott. What do you make of Jerry's response? Well, Jerry is right. Look, you guys are in the middle of trying to accomplish something. And the more and more that Dak Prescott is headed in the direction of an M, a slash, a V, and a P, this conversation of paying is going to continue to come up. What Jerry wants to do is quiet that noise and allow Dak Prescott to just continue to play good football. Because naturally, just like you, me, Michael, anytime, when we get toward the end of our contracts, we start to think, okay, man, what's going on? We, you know, we got we to gotta figure this out. 
He doesn't want that. He just wants him to play football because there's a time and a place, and it won't be this year, meaning 2023. It will be 2024, whether it's early 24 or right before training camp. There's a couple things that the Dallas Cowboys are up against, right? He has one year left on it. His average is $40 million. His, his base salary is $29 million. That just means over those 18 weeks uh, throughout the season, he's going to get that $29 million if they do nothing, huh. right? $29 million he's going to get. But there's also something called a salary cap. He eats up about $60 million of salary cap space in 2024, which means that if you want to address C.D. Lamb, Michael Parsons, and whoever else, free right. agency, there whatever is, the case is, is, I need right. to figure out that $60 million cap space because if the cap goes right. up to $250-plus million, that percentage is a large chunk. Now I can't sign certain people and move things around. I got to be really, really cap creative with the capologist. Another thing is dead money-wise. If they decide to just do nothing, ah, we hate you. You didn't go to the NFC Championship game. We're cutting you. They still got to give him that $29 million on top of taking a $62 million dead cap hit, which will never happen. They're not going to do that. Right. So nope. in the spring, we'll get there. He's going to be the highest paid quarterback between February and July. You book it, mark it down. At some point, He'll be the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history, mm. let alone the highest-paid player. Mm. Right. He has the leverage. And honestly, he's working on complete leverage. If he can complete yeah. this task he's on, he will have complete leverage. If he can get this team to a Super Bowl, Skip Key, it's wrapped over. He gets to write out whatever deal he wants. Ain't nothing wow. anybody can do about it, say about it. All they can do is just deliver the bank. Boop, boop, boop. That's, That's that truck backing up with all his money. Ain't nothing you can do with it about to dump it. Now, Jerry's hoping that this thing gets to a Super Bowl <laughs> so he can – because – he got, some, he got some checks coming due. Key, you just talked about all them checks he got coming due. He can, he, a Super Bowl victory can help him, and Jerry knows how to monetize all of that. But you got C.D. Lamb, you got Michael Parsons. All of those are going to be, each of those guys are going to look for record-breaking deals. Yeah. And then, then Dak Prescott, who has a no-trade clause, yeah. A no tagging clause. Yeah. He if 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 he if he would be the ultimate free agent at a time he just came off a Super Bowl win and he is the Cowboys the Dallas Cowboy court. He has all the leverage. Jerry has to get this deal done and get it done the sooner the better. Yeah, play, players skip like Dak Prescott if he ever was to win the Super Bowl in this season. And coming up in a fine contract, oh, Lord, he'll Lord, never Lord. see the free agent market. They don't, they don't allow guys like this to walk out the door. Okay. Now, if you are a guy who loses a Super Bowl, a Neil O'Donnell, or even a Trent Dilfer that they thought they could get better at the quarterback position, although he was a winner. He was a winner. They're, they, they just, they, they're yeah. looking to upgrade. They're not well, going to let you just, They upgraded the next year. They're yes. not going to okay. let you walk out the door. Okay. Right. Allow me to say... 
I have been hard on Dak Prescott. Yes, you have. And I believe justifiably so. Michael has been hard on me for being hard on Dak, and I appreciate that coming from the great Michael Irvin, Dallas Cowboy Hall of Famer. But appreciate my perspective here because I'm lifelong diehard, and I got to cover Roger Staubach. Trust me, I, 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 I genuflect at the feet of Roger Staubach. He, he was the greatest Cowboy quarterback, and I have nothing but respect for the quarterback who threw it to 88. I'm talking about number eight, Troy Aikman, but Roger Staubach was it for me. I saw him pull out game after game after game. I got to know him very well, and he was ultimate competitor. I know Troy Aikman very well, and I believe in every fiber of his competitive being because Michael was there catching those passes on third and eight, eight to 88. I'm grading Dak on the highest curve because it's the Staubach-Aikman curve. And you can say, that's unfair. I'm sorry, it's just, it's who I am and what I've been my whole life. So, I need Dak to rise up because I think he has the capability to play to their levels, as we've been seeing for the last eight games in which he's thrown 23 touchdown passes to two interceptions over these last eight games. Nobody's even close to him in the league over the last eight games. Brock Purdy's thrown 16 passes, uh, touchdown passes over the last eight games to 23 for Dak. Brock is second in the league over that span. Okay, so what do I know about Dak Prescott? I know that two years ago, we had a home playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers featuring Jimmy G at quarterback. And it was a close game, even though they came out and completely out-physicaled us from the start, as Michael has brought up again and again. We got deboed, but we hung in, hung on, and it's still a football game because it's only 23-17 to and we have the ball. And remember how it ended? Dak takes off up the middle on a scramble, and he runs, and he runs, and he runs. Dak, you better get down. You better get down. And he runs for 17 yards instead of maybe, maybe 10 or 12 yards, and the referee cannot get the ball spotted. Do you remember this? Yeah, absolutely. And the game yeah, ends right without the Hail Mary. But, but, but I understand yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah. You're trying to punish him on that. Okay, but I'm just he saying. He didn't know that the okay. referee was going to screw okay. that up. But, but you're, you're pushing it too far. you got to have the presence to get down. I know I'm nitpicking. Right. This, you these are so the, nitpicking. These these are the Dallas freaking no. Cowboys. No, you I need one last shot at the end zone I, I from it. 24 I, yards. I get okay? it, but right. your instincts in your body yeah. says another yard. It just okay. happens that it way. It does. I got it. It's presence. It's feel. It's poise. It's command of the position. I, I get. Okay, these are the Dallas Cowboys. Last year, I witnessed a game out at San Francisco in which my defense rose up and held Brock Purdy and company to 19 points on their turf. 19 is pretty good. It's probably good enough to win the game 21 to 19, 20 to 19. And I watched my quarterback throw two first half interceptions. You try to, to give him some break on what I give him break, neither break on, on either of those first half interceptions. And you're digging a hole that's hard to dig out of. And I watched my quarterback miss five throws in the second half that I thought were open throws. And the last one to Michael Gallup, who shocked me that he ran past everybody and got deep. It's first and 10 from the 25. He, he dropped the Dak, you, you got to make a throw here where you got Gallup. This is, oh, this is another play. This is a different <laughs> play. But I, I thought maybe that was it. But the, the point is Gallup was five yards free. And, and Dak missed him five yards short and five yards right. 
Again, am I nitpicking? Yes. If you make that throw, it's 19-all. It's, it's yeah, but simple as that. Yeah, but you're no Okay? All right, these are the Dallas freaking Cowboys we're talking about. And then even that 42-10 to 10 thing at San Francisco earlier this year, I had my doubts going in, and my doubts got validated at Arizona and then validated times 10 at San Francisco earlier this year because, remember, it's a 21-7 game late in the first half, and Brandon Cooks got loose up the sideline, ran past everybody, and was gone, and Dak missed him five yards wide left out of bounds, just threw it out of bounds. My point to you is that on a throw like that, if you make it, it's 21 to 14. I don't know. Maybe we, we have a football game. You know, maybe, you know, Brandon Cooks had time and he threw it five yards out of bounds. If, if you lead him straight over his head, I'm just telling you, these the are the Dallas. going from, to his left trying okay. to. Okay. Can you make yeah. one throw that changes the game? Right. And Dak then comes I, out in the I second understand. half. What do you do in the second half? Three straight possessions, three straight interceptions. And up from those ashes, we rose. And Dak's in a new comfort zone. Okay, I'm going to get to your point now. It is now, and Michael's point, it is now time. You, you got midterms. You, you got them in a row. You oh. really have six midterms in a row before the playoffs start, right? You passed the first midterm because it was Philadelphia. Now you got to pass one in Buffalo. You got to pass one in Miami. You got to pass one against right. Detroit. You got to pass one at Washington. If you need to go win that game, you got to go win that game. It's all there on a silver platter yes. for Dak Prescott to you. say, here, watch this. Right. And, and you right. can go re-earn all that money that you want. You can make him the top paid. To Michael's point, you even just get us to the Super Bowl, let alone win the Super Bowl. You get us to the Super Bowl, you should be paid whatever you want to be paid. That's but my why, point. Let me ask you this, though, Skip. Why does this all fall on Dak Prescott's shoulders with you? Because one of the first things came out of your mouth when you started this conversation mm -hmm. about Dak is they out physical us. Mm -hmm. Us. Okay. Not Dak, us. Okay, but Dak, Dak in that game had a QBR right. of 32. But, That's well, your, defense, zero to your defense is in right. any of those games. Okay, we didn't were get not, to the quarterback right. when they were but, supposed to. Okay, but the receivers but, wasn't but, running but, the routes so, the way that they were supposed to. Okay, but the we running did, backs wasn't running the way they were supposed to. How could you just okay, but blame San, one man? San Francisco did not score 42 on us in either of those it, playoff games. 23 and 19. It doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't but, matter. But, uh, I'm with Skip in this manner, Key. Key, I'm I'm with Skip in this manner. In this manner, it, it, it's it's not that he blames that. But what is it's, he doing? Well, well, let me let me tell you. Let me tell you. He's saying in these moments, you have to show up. Yes, you have wow. to win games. Okay. They, they have. I, yeah, listen, listen. I I don't know, and we we can see there. There's something about. The C.J. Stroud. There's something about that young dude that's going to show up. You're not yeah. worried about him in the big games. He's going to show up. Dak Prescott in this playoffs. And all those games, Skip just rattled off. Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. All those games, he got to show up. But those games just gives him an opportunity to really show up in the playoffs and get this monkey off his yeah. back. Yeah. Steve Young had to do it. He has to do it. He there is no getting it. around it. Yeah. So, so we're expecting it. And this is as good as year as any because of everything that's at stake. Everybody. Jerry has said 
No, I'm not. I'm not giving out any contracts until I get what I want around here, and that's a ring. You guys give me the ring, and I'll be willing to shell out some money. And he got all of these guys lined up right now because all those contracts are coming due. I think, boy, we'll get them all playing mm -hmm. their best because of that. Hey, yeah. Michael and Skip, everything y'all saying is correct. We understand the reason your nickname is the playmaker is because no matter what time you came to the hotel, into the stadium, you showed up. Showed and you up. played big time. Showed okay? Up. There's no right. question about that Dak Prescott needs to finish the deal. Yep. But again, Michael, it wasn't all about you. Troy and Emmitt and the offensive line and Charles Haley and Dion. Right. They had to play at another level, too. Keyshawn, and this Troy, is what has to happen. Troy showed for, up. I, but they had to play at another level. Oh, they did. If Troy Aikman doesn't show it. up, guess what? It. If Michael Irvin doesn't show up, guess what? If Deion ain't locking them down, guess what? You don't win. He needs everybody. I just don't like when people try to pin it all on Dak. Mm. That's not fair. He plays the most valuable position in I all get sports. It. In the okay? biggest franchise, I understand yeah. all yeah. of the glory. I get it. But it's not all on him. He can do okay. everything right, Skip. All right. And all it takes is one or two people to do something wrong. I got but it. But you'll blame Dak. Okay, but allow me to end this discussion with my armchair psychiatrist view of Keyshawn Johnson across the table from me. <laughs> I believe deep down... You know there's a little something that has been missing in Dak Prescott. I believe in your heart of hearts you don't completely believe in Dak Prescott. But you bang your side at the table to pay the man because deep down you would love for Jerry to overpay the man so that we're stuck with him for the next five years. I believe so, that's so operating. Words, so, in that words, you, operating. so in other words, you don't want him. You don't I'm, want Dak Prescott. I need, I'm uh, waiting to see what's well, about to transpire. Why would I want Jerry to overpay him? I like Dak. I've been pounding the desk yeah. for Dak since Dak took over for Tony coming out of Mississippi State. Do you believe there's something missing in Dak Prescott? No. Yes. Other than winning big games, but he needs right. everybody to join in. What did you see? Come on. In, what, what did you see in the second half against Philadelphia the other night after leading by 24 to 6 at halftime? I saw Dak wobble a little bit in the second no, half. No, I didn't. I, I saw didn't two balls that he threw that should have been picked. I saw him get strip sack, scoop and score, right? Okay, we, we so when you run it out of the pocket because mm -hmm. the defensive line is penetrating, you're trying to get away, and somebody comes and rakes the ball out, skip. The people that are raking the ball out, the yeah. Hassan Reddicks or, or Jalen Carters, I don't know who. Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox. Yeah. yeah. Do you – you do know. I don't even know why I, I like to know. say do you know. I do know. The amount of force right. – Right. That comes right. down and on you. I got it. When and, you and, got the come on, and man. To his credit, that was the first right. one all year that he has yes. lost. First one all year. Right. You can't and, just do that, and, man. And, and Skip, one last thing before we go. Yeah. I, I'm gonna tell you something. That's flying right in his pain right there. That that guy running up behind him like that. Remember, he, every time he gets, he gets yeah, real timid when that happens. starts happening. So yeah, yeah. So so yeah. I'm just happy he got past it, and hopefully he just keeps doing what he's doing. Right now, I, I, I oh, just sometimes I can't with y'all though, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> you can never you be satisfied. Okay, this dude, one of the best quarterbacks yeah. in the league, he's sitting up here complaining. Right. Our season is just getting started. It just oh, is. Oh, of course it, it is. is. It is. And if he continues, you yeah. can extend your season. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. but everybody I, I do else, believe, I believe that Deron Bland that you keep screaming and hollering about, yep. and Stephon Gilmore, Remember? they've mm -hmm. got to do their jobs. Yeah. 
too. Okay. Right. They will. Right. And then you'll be in good shape. Gonna, All right. We got to talk he's about gonna, this. He, he, he's going to walk in Jerry's office and say, time to negotiate. Here we go. <laughs> and get his money. <laughs> All right. We got to talk about this because it was crazy last night at Milwaukee. Giannis going after the Pacers over the basketball out in the hall. What? No mercy. No mercy. Hey folks, it's your man Keyshawn Johnson here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Man, crazy conclusion last night in Milwaukee as several Bucks players, starting with Giannis, confronted Pacers in the hallway outside their dressing room demanding they return the game ball after what was a very chippy game in which Giannis had scored a career high and franchise record 64 points. So here was the explanation provided by Pacers coach Rick Carlisle. I don't think any punches were landed, but my general manager got elbowed in the ribs by one of their players. Um, and so he certainly has a bruised, bruised rib and who knows, you know, if it's Anything. Um, unfortunate situation. We don't need the the official game ball. There's two game balls there. Um, you know, we could have taken the other one, um, but it didn't need to escalate to that. Okay, so here's Giannis and Dame on this situation. And I understand, like, look, look, I understand when you score your first uh, point in the in the NBA, like, you want to have the ball or whatever. Case might be, um, but uh, at the end of the day, like we're talking about the the guy that um, just um, jumped over, uh, jumped over, you know, skipped uh, Cal Corver in the all-time uh, list. And uh, in my opinion, I feel like we should all, you know, kind of stop what we're doing and appreciate greatness. I have no idea. Uh, I I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I have the ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It's, it feels like a brand new ball. Um, like I can, I can tell, you know, from um, I played what 35 minutes a day. You know, I know how the the game ball felt. 
you know, the, uh, the ball that I have, which I'll take and I'll give it to my mom for sure, but uh, I don't know if it's actually the game ball. You know, they, they took the, the game ball and, you know, it, that type of stuff happens in the NBA, you know, when people get offended by how it, how it happened. You know, maybe they felt like he should have been out of the game and, you know, he was trying to get points or whatever, so they did something like that. They took the ball and said... Our rookie scored his first his first NBA points when it's like, you know, this dude just scored 60, you know what I mean? So, but that's part of the league, you know, that's the, the gamesmanship, that's the, the pettiness. Just crazy. Okay, <laughs> we are joined once again by Nick Young, a.k.a. Swaggy P. Nick, yeah. we need some perspective here. Whose side are you on in this little fracas? Um, I'm with Giannis. I'm with Giannis, for sure. You know, and like he said, you got to appreciate greatness, you know. Um, and also, I was on the court with, with Kobe Bryant when he passed Michael Jordan on the all-time yeah. score list in Minnesota. And, you know, Rick Adam stopped the game, called timeout. The GM came down, gave him the ball, and they gave him a, st- a standing yeah, ovation. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you do got to appreciate great moments, you know, and like I said, we were just starting to like the Pacers, you know, like they was exciting <laughs> to me. Trying to like them. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On top of that, though, Skip and Nick, it's in Milwaukee. Yeah. Number one. Well, you, look, you don't even need to stop the game. Get a dude to basketball. Yeah, you don't and have your to excuse that. is my rookie scored his first bucket. The dude scored yeah. one Kentucky point. He scored one point. Skip, one point. <laughs> and his first and you can't get one, but unless you shoot a free throw. Yeah. So that's how he got the one. You're going to take the ball away from one of the all-time great young players in the NBA, a future Hall of Famer, NBA champion, you're going to take that ball away from him and give it to, allegedly, allegedly, give it to a rookie. When I played every single what I deemed as a milestone, first mm-hmm. touchdown, yep. 50th sure. touchdown, 10,000-yard yep. mm-hmm. catch, whatever it was, mm-hmm. I kept all my balls. Absolutely. Give me my balls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, no, put the tape on it, write my name down, put it in the trunk, mm-hmm. I'll get it at the end of the game and yep. let's go play like Giannis said, I know what the ball you feels like. Oh, yeah. have all, all of them. Balls. Every last one. Every last every, one. Okay. Every one sure. that I would deem as a milestone in my career. And, and they mean how much to you? They mean everything yeah. to me. Yes. They're going to mean even more to me when I'm gone because I'm giving them to my kids. Because so Giannis said he wanted to give the real basketball, the game ball, to his mom yeah, to yeah. keep. Okay, yeah, go you ahead. You know the yeah. difference. No, that's, that, yeah. that, that's what it is. And my mom kept a lot of our, our, my artifacts and stuff that I gave her prior to her passing. I just, you know, whether it was the touchdown in the Rose Bowl or whatever, I've given all of that sort of stuff, you know, because it's cool. Yeah. And now you're giving me a ball that's brand new out the wrapper <laughs> and trying to bamboozle me, Skip, to make me think, oh, here you go. There's no problem. <laughs> no, that's why they charged up the tunnel, because it's important. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sure. All right, here's what I thought happened last <laughs> night. These teams have played three times in about three weeks. Mm -hmm. So the blood starts to go a little bad because Indiana had beaten them the first two times. The second of those was in the little play-in tournament. I mean, the the group play. Oh, no, it was in the quarterfinal, I guess, Uh before they got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so they beat them in Milwaukee to knock them out of the in-season tournament. Okay, so here we go with round three, and Milwaukee's saying, not this time, not on our floor, not in our house. And there's one play where Aaron Neesmith, out of Vanderbilt University, by the way, basketball factory that it is. Oh, God. He basically, if we could see this play, he just throws Giannis down because it's getting really chippy here, okay? 
and they're getting sick and tired because Giannis is just pouring it on them <laughs> as he's got, at that point, 50-some points. And there's a lot of pushing and shoving. There are multiple technical fouls called. He kind of you know, held him up He kind of held bit. him up. A okay. bit. But, but it's just your typical, it's, it's getting edgy to the, there. it's about to go a little over the edge. And then Giannis with 26 seconds left, knowing that he can break the franchise record, but he's already passed it because Michael Redd had tw- uh, 57 back in yeah. 2006. So he's passed it. But he dunks on them <laughs> with 26 <laughs> seconds left to make the score 140 to 124. Okay, Nick, are you going to love that? You're not going to love it, no, right? you're okay. not going to love All it, right. but you're not going to take the ball. You might do a hard okay. foul, let you know you don't appreciate what he's doing. But, but you're not I, don't understand, take the ball. I don't understand basketball, Nick. Why is that a problem? I, got, I still got, how many seconds you say, Skip? 20-something? 26 seconds left. That's like when uh T.O. ran to the Cowboys yeah. in the middle of the Cowboys. Yeah. Y'all got mad at that? That's disrespectful. Like, y'all winning the game, obviously, and you still dunking the ball on me. So, yeah. Well, see, that's different, though. What T.O. <laughs> did to the Cowboys in the middle of the star, that's a little bit different than the game is still in progress and he wants to break a record. So he just okay, but the record the had been broken. He was past it. He so this past is for the record. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. stretch it out. <laughs> but you out. already got sixty. Uh, it's twenty yeah. seconds left. <laughs> Why not? Okay. So the point is, it's your job to yeah, stop me. It's it not is. my job to but stop me. I don't know how they end up taking the ball in Milwaukee, though. That's the thing. Okay. I I think Rick Carlisle just said, okay, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Just, yeah. we'll, we'll take well, that ball. Like what what I saw. It looked like they handed the ball originally to somebody from the Bucks organization Be- because the guy had a green – here's a tape here. Yeah, the yeah. guy had like a green shirt on, and they handed yeah. the ball to him, and then he turns it around and hands <laughs> it to somebody in blue. So I don't know okay. if he even realized <laughs> I need to give it to Giannis. Okay. And I think the guy from the Pacers asked okay. for it, so they gave it to him. So obviously there are two game balls, one used and one backup yeah. ball, just in case. Yeah. The, the backup ball has not been touched all yeah. night, so it has a whole different feel to it than the one that they've yeah. been dunking with, right? You can feel it. You, okay. know. you, you just it. know. So all of a sudden Giannis, it dawns on him, wait, they, they took my ball? They took my 64 ball up the tunnel, and he goes running up the tunnel, followed by his brother, who's going to be his backup enforcer. And then Jay Crowder's in street clothes, and he is an enforcer (laughs) of the highest order. He goes running, and then campaign goes running up there. So it's it's four bucks. And I don't know why the Pacers are milling around outside their locker room, but they, they are, and it creates... Some pushing and shoving. Where's the damn ball? Why, why, right? not, like, just, why not just give them the ball back? To them? Yeah, it's not that difficult. You, if I, by the time I get Nick knows this, by the time I get from the floor into the tunnel near your locker room, that ball is still in that area. Yeah. The ball ain't put up on the truck. <laughs> no. So yeah. just go get the damn ball. <laughs> okay. So. How Chad Buchanan, who is the GM of the Pacers, gets in the middle of this, I'm not sure. But Carlisle is claiming he took a shot from a Bucks player, an elbow shot, to the ribs. And, and he's suggesting it's either bruised or maybe even fractured, right? Okay, maybe it is. I don't know. But it, it escalated to, to that point. And now Giannis is saying he's still not sure that he got the real ball back because he knows the real ball. Yeah, so well, you was a shooter, you know what balls feel like. I mean, you, 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 you had to rotate them, boom, knock them down. So I'm sure you can tell yeah. exactly what you a basketball feels like. The sweat, you know, playing with the ball for about 45 minutes, you know, it's going to have some nicks and bruises. 
you get a brand new ball back then, ain't got water, sweat stains on it. You know, you know the difference. You man. just do. So but, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on Giannis' side here, it, in largest part because it's his house. It it's, is. It's, 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 it's his building. Yeah. You know, he owns it. He, he runs it, and he was right to, to, to make us to take a stand on it, yeah. but. I, these Pacers, like Carlisle's trying to instill in them yeah. this this chip, you know, this we won't take anything. We, you you dunk on us, we'll just take your ball and go home with it, <laughs> right? That's what he was doing. He's saying, hell with you, we'll take your 64 yep. ball and we'll just leave with it. Yeah, they, they should have did that. They should have okay? did that. That's why the finger came out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Giannis came out with that finger. All right, so can this be a rivalry going forward because the seeds are now planted – yeah. Who's the better team? Who do you think is going to win the majority of the, the games? Right now, Milwaukee is, but, but I do think the Pacers are coming. Yeah, but if, 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 if there's no rivalry, if every single year Alabama is beating Vandy's head in, <laughs> well, every single year there's no rivalry. Yeah. Unless you or want to talk about baseball. Or Tennessee versus Vandy or, <laughs> yeah. or UCLA yeah. versus USC, and every year we yeah. smack them. Yeah, I'm about to it's, say, it's yeah. no, there, There's no rivalry there. Okay, but they smacked Milwaukee twice. Yeah. They smacked them in a but, but, but good game. But when it counts the most, yeah. Milwaukee, I'm sure, will be the team coming out of the East with a Boston and a Philly and not an Indy. So – it's not really a rivalry. Okay, but you can't condemn Carlisle for trying to instill this this kind of chip-on-shoulder yeah. attitude like we're not going to take that from the big bad bucks. No, I, I don't <laughs> condemn him for that at all. I just don't think that it's a rivalry because it can't be lopsided. Mm. And in my view, it's going to be lopsided when it really counts. Yeah. Is Giannis showing you best player in basketball? For sure. He is right now, but it's just he's in Milwaukee, you know, that. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't watch Milwaukee games like that until it's something big or yeah. something happened, you know. But he May should I be say, the face. Joel Embiid is backing up his MVP with making another case, and he's saying, "I did. I don't really need James Harden to feed me the basketball." <laughs> Last night it was Detroit, but he had 30 and 10 at halftime, and and he made all. What was it? Did he go to 18? He he yeah. made every free. Listen, he is the the best seven-footer above free-throw shooter I've ever seen because he just goes up there and just swishes him like he's 5'11", right? <laughs> For sure. And, and, you know, what he's doing is incredible. But, you know, it just – we've seen him do this over and over. We want to, I want to see something you different in the playoffs. You got to see it in the playoffs. True. Yeah. Finish the deal. Yeah, yeah, finish the deal. I don't know if they can. I don't know yeah. if they're good enough. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Now, we got to talk about this up next because this shocked me. Ben Roethlisberger took a big shot at Mike Tomlin and at the current Pittsburgh Steelers. We debate next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Enough of us, it is your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go with the first tweet from Derek Jefferson. Preach, Michael Irvin. Jerry not giving no contracts till he gets what he wants. Dak, earn this thing. Engineer that ship to Dallas. We concur. We <laughs> yeah, that, agree. That, that, that's right. about right. Yeah. Love that. All right, this is from Daniel. That Draymond Green apology had Marshawn Lynch energy, as in, I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, from Jared Pittman. That's good. 
Keyshawn, I believe you becoming a Cowboys fan this week. Dak's giving you the thumbs up. The problem is these people that listen to this show, they don't hear anything you're saying. I've been saying the same thing since day one. I am not a Dallas Cowboy hater. I am just subjective, <laughs> and when I deal with two delusional people, yeah. I have to correct them many times over. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You're See? a hater. We know. You're a hater. <laughs> okay, we got to get to That's this. Funny, I've been waiting man. all morning for this one. Can't wait to hear what you two have to say about it. On his podcast, Ben Roethlisberger sent shockwaves through Steelers Nation saying, Maybe the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done. Big Ben was reacting to the team's 21-18 loss to the lowly New England Patriots last Thursday night. He did not like the way that game ended. He called out Coach Mike Tomlin because as Pittsburgh tried to rally late, Steelers didn't have its full complements of timeouts. And Ben said you can't afford in the second half of games to burn silly timeouts and not to have them late in the game. To me, that's bad coaching, said Ben Roethlisberger about Mike Tomlin. Keyshawn, please start us off. Do you like or have a problem with what Big Ben said? You know, I I have a problem with this, Skip, because the Pittsburgh Steelers tradition was there before Ben and is there way after Ben. Um, when you think about the glory days of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Back way back when, and I'm talking about the Mean Joe Greens of the world and the Franco Harris's and the Lenny Swans and the Terry Bradshaw, they had a tradition that rolled for a while. Okay, then Mike Tomlin obviously took over for Bill Cowher. Two me. Super Bowls won one. He's had no losing seasons. Nope. Okay, so when you start to look at that, there is a tradition that's there. If anything, they held on to Ben Roethlisberger way too long. That hurt them as far as the quarterback position goes because they was loyal to a fault. Yep. When everybody said, hey, this dude can't play anymore. He's done. He, he's just a guy now. Just, yep. just a guy, and they held on to him too long. So now, all of a sudden, they're losing to a New England Patriot team or struggling or whatever you want to call it. By the way, Bill, Bill Belichick, I believe, is 9-2 and two or 9-3 and three lifetime against Mike Tomlin. Yeah. So he has his number no matter what. Okay, when you look at it, he's got his number. And then you say to yourself, okay, they're struggling at times on offense. He's had a fire coach in season because yeah. everybody was calling for his head. But if Ben Roethlisberger didn't have an issue way back when with Todd Haley, meanwhile, he was having his best seasons under him and that offense was thriving, but it became a power struggle. He was in. The other guy was out. The offense hasn't been the same since. No. Nope. Now you're looking at it and you're saying, well, Ben is basically saying Mike Tomlin isn't the guy for the job. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is so amazing that all of a sudden you don't look like you're getting ready to do anything. Now Mike Tomlin is not the guy for the job, basically, is what you're saying, yeah. because they have lost the tradition. If you say they have lost the tradition... That's because Mike Tomlin is the coach is what you're saying. That's all you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's almost like some coded language there. Just say it if that's what you really truly believe. Yeah. If you really yeah. truly believe that Mike Tomlin is not the answer, then just say it. Don't dance around it because I don't think anybody would agree with Big Ben on that one. No. And I think he did say it. That, that's basically what he's saying, which blows my mind, to be honest with Dancing you. Dancing around saying it, Mike. He right, didn't right, say right, it. Right, 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 right. 
Right. But we're clarifying, we're clarifying that's, that that's what he said. And, and Key and Skip, this just seems so personal. Yeah. Like, what what are you talking about, Ben? The only way they've been able to win ball games is running a football and playing defense. That that was the Steelers' way. That that is the Steelers' way. And every now and then you make a play through the air. That's basically what I've always remembered. I right, right, and let me tell you something. When you lose football games as a head coach, I'm looking at now what unit are you losing with? This Mike Mike Tomlin is a defensive head coach. He's his defense is always, always up to par. Now, he's had some issues with that offense, but even this year, I've said to myself, and the last few years I've even said, I don't know how he's going to keep this no-losing season going. But he has always kept it going, and he keeps it going through his side of the football, which is defense. I, I, I don't know how Ben is attacking him, saying he's not a good coach. That's, it just sounds so so personal that, that that and I'm surprised and shocked at being for doing this and attacking Mike Tomlin. This has something to do with some issue they had. Obviously, I believe, and it's just my opinion, while they were playing and now Ben is taking the shot. But I thought I think Mike Tomlin has done a, an incredible job, an incredible, incredible job uh, uh, in, in his 17 years in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Allow me to go one level deeper here in a way both of you guys will appreciate. You both had to leave football behind at some point and you had to let it go. And it's not easy because I've worked with hundreds and hundreds who had to, in both football and basketball, had to let go of it because at some point it's just going to end. And then you have to figure out, how do I detox from it? How do I, how do I find another life? And some don't ever find another life. And you guys were blessed because you had the talent to come on here and do what you do at the highest level on television. Good looks. Just the way good looks good got looks me here. Both, both of I'm you. I'm not yeah. smart. Good looks. But you you can, you are loquacious. You, you can speak what you know. <laughs> yeah, so is Michael. So the point right. is, right. I think Ben is saying between the lines here, he's trying to say they miss me. They don't have me anymore mm-hmm. on offense because – they don't understand what I did. I was the Steeler way. I also think he's saying between the lines, I miss it because I haven't really found yeah. anything else to do with my life right now because he went all the way to saying, yeah, they have leaders on defense as they always do. But he said, who on offense is grabbing a face mask and saying, that's not what we do. He's saying they don't have a me to do that, to grab a young player's face mask. That's not how we do it as Pittsburgh Steelers. So he's saying the tradition is dying because I'm not playing anymore. That, that's my deeper sort of psychological view of Ben you may be taking right. shots from a distance. And you may yeah. be right. You, yeah. you, you may be right. But and Ben, ben is right. At the and bus- Ben is right, too. Yeah. Ben is right in that sense because they don't have a Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, he he was perfect for the uh, uh, for, for for the Steelers' way. Big, strong dude, stayed in the pocket. You falling all around his feet, and he's still making a play. Yep. He he was perfect for the Steelers' way, and they don't have another Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. So he is right there. Mm-hmm. No, but he's they, wrong they, about Mike Tomlin. And they held on to Ben Roethlisberger too long. They did, and like you said, Skip. 
Yeah. They don't have a being. Well, they ain't had a being in quite some time. Even when Ben was on the team at the end, it wasn't Ben. It wasn't Ben. It was a guy with number seven on that was just out there. Well, you can only take so many shots and so many hits, and he would just beat all to hell because he would just stand in there and take shot after shot. It was hard to get him on the ground at whatever he was. What what is he, 6'5", 6'6"? He was a big boy. 250, 260. Big guy. Yeah, he was cam-sized to Ballpark, right? Yeah, no, he's a big, yeah. he's a big dude. Yeah, not small by no stretch of the imagination, but at the same time, if we're looking at this and we can acknowledge that the defense was playing okay, they yeah. ran the ball solid. They really don't have a quarterback that you trust in. Mitch Trubisky, one minute pick at the next. It's like right. they don't really have right. a stable situation at the quarterback thing they because again, they held on to being too long. Had they addressed their quarterback issue, like most teams do, as they start to see the tread wearing off the tires, they go and they get somebody, an heir apparent. They didn't do it. Why they didn't do it, I have no idea. That has hurt the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now they have to address the quarterback issue again, coming up, whether it's via draft, free agency, or whatever the case may be. Yep. So is anybody out there willing to bet against Mike Tomlin making the playoffs this year? Because I, I'm not willing to. What's the record? I don't even know what the record no, is. Yeah. They're just hanging on, but they hang no. on every year. And then you look up, and they're afloat. They're there. They do it all with I think defense. they miss it. Do you? Yeah, because I, I think know. Cleveland makes it. If any two teams coming out, is Baltimore and Cleveland out of that division. I think Cleveland with, with Flacco mm. all of a sudden. <laughs> Flacco look right. He looks good enough for Cleveland to be able to do something to make it to the playoffs. And then obviously Lamar and Baltimore is a shoe in And I don't think three teams will come out of that division. Yeah, it's just Mike Tomlin's another one of those guys I don't bet against because he just figures it out. Mm-hmm. He can just flat out coach at this level as he has for a long time. And you can take all the shots you want to at how they do it. It's never that entertaining they're not bombs away, although with Ben, when he was right, when he had Antonio Brown, that they could throw it all over the lot. But now they have to grind it out and, and do it almost with some mirrors. But, but defensively, they still got big-time playmakers. Mm-hmm. No, I, right, I right. think they still have an opportunity. I just don't think they'll make the playoffs. I'm not right. He would have another winning season. I guarantee you he won't have a losing season. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But he should not yeah. be fired. Being uh-huh. is that, that's talking crazy. Yeah, that is talking crazy. Okay, Nick Young is about to return to the debate desk up next to talk about his ex-teammate and his friend Draymond and what indefinite suspension actually means. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Okay, so Draymond Green has been suspended, quote-unquote, indefinitely. Not exactly sure what that means, but Nick Young back with us. You you, you won a ring with Draymond and the Warriors in 2018. You know him well, obviously. What's your reaction to this indefinite suspension? Ah, indefinitely? To me, I feel like they're finally about to take a stance on everything. You know, it's needed. It's needed. Because what is Dray, the things Draymond doing, it's really not basketball. And you can't say it's, um, they would, they was doing that in the 80s. And, you know, they wasn't doing roundhouse punches and stumping people's chests. So this is, <laughs> this is something we haven't seen. So 
you know, I feel like it's time. It's time, you know, and it's like looking out for him as a friend. You want to see yeah. somebody, you know, get the help they need. So I think it's time for the NBA to, and Joe Dumars, it's like a father figure to him. So it's time yeah. for for him to take a stand. Yeah, Joe Dumars has known him since he was a little kid. Yeah, so because Joe's playing for the Pistons, and obviously he was hanging around yeah, you know, so. from Michigan. So you could, they say yeah. he learns from, from them, but yeah. you know, I don't know how you hey, learn. What is he that. like? You, 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 you play with him. What is he like in practice as a teammate? You know, hey, there have been a lot of people that would say things. From the outside, looking in about even me, you know. Yeah. My own quarterback, Troy Aikman, used to say, man, when I watch you play at Miami, I used to scout this kid. I hate this dude. I hate he just he's... But then when he played with you, it's a whole different yeah. thing. Tell us what is Draymond like as a teammate. Oh, you would. Well, besides the incident that happened with Poole, with me, he was like, I hung out with Draymond. We played cards. We... You know, he took me to see a play. I was like, Come on, I don't really see plays, but he took me to go see a play. Mm. So Draymond is... In New York? or It was in, oh, Chicago. in Chicago. We've seen Hamilton. Okay. That's what I okay. Hamilton. 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 Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. So you were, so you were, the young, you were a young guy. He came in. He, he's taking you out because you're one of the young guys, right? No, 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 no. We, we like this. I'm older, but we just, I was new right, on right, the team. Right. You just, yeah, okay, just we, got new, new on the team. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah, saying. New on the team. Yeah. Young guy on the team. Okay, young guy. Yeah, let me tell you the power in that, Skip. And guys, you, you got to understand, when people say he's the hardest soul of a team, that's what they're talking about. Anybody comes on the team, anybody around the team, Draymond's going to spend time with him. He's a good dude like that. That's why I asked Nick. That's why I asked him that question. He's a good dude like that. He's spending time to make sure you understand yeah. what Ben Roethlisberger was just talking about with, with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that you got to understand the Warriors' way. This is how we do things. We're going to play this hard, practice this hard. That's why he's invaluable to Golden State. But but like these guys say, you, you just gotta you gotta control it and keep it on the court. Mm. So, Nick, to me, this smacks of what the NBA did with John Morant yeah. two suspensions back yeah. when when he was in Denver and went IG live at the club called Shotgun Willies, <laughs> flashed the gun. Mm. And they suspended him indefinitely, and I mm -hmm. thought, okay, good for them, because it sounds pretty severe, like you yeah. were indefinite, like, oh, this could be a long time. And it wound up being only eight games, and he was back. And he supposedly had gone to Florida to some sort of rehab center, <laughs> but he couldn't have been there more than a couple of days when yeah. usually they require six weeks. So then all of a sudden he's back in New York just – Three weeks later, wait, wait, he's meeting with the commissioner in New York, and, and all of a sudden he's reinstated and he's back. So my concern for Draymond is, is this just more of a PR move by the NBA to say, we suspend you indefinitely because it, it, it potentially sounds a lot worse than it might turn out? Because maybe, you know, people keep saying, Draymond needs help. I don't know what that means because I don't know what's going on off the court with him, but... <coughs> If he needs any kind of counseling help, could could he be gone for two or three weeks? Could he miss, I don't know, maybe eight games and be back by late December? That that would be eight games that he'd be back on December 30th. In, in, in your sort of heart of hearts, would that be enough to, to force Draymond to sort of look inside himself 
and and try to recalibrate how he's going at basketball? Um, I, I say more than eight for sure. I okay. think the NBA is going to come down on him just because, you know, this is the second, this really pretty much more than the second time, you know. Yeah. Uh, and right. this kind of rings a little bit of Kyrie too when they say yeah. counseling and all that too. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, I think, you know, you got to look at what he's doing. You know, what, what is in Draymond's head that makes him want to turn around and hit somebody or <laughs> jump in the air and stump? Like, like what clicks in your head to make you want to do that? I think that's the, that's the thing we got to figure out. You know, I understand like the hard right. fouls and, you know, getting under people's skin, but it's the, the kicks to Adam in the private multiple times. That is you know? correct. There have been a bunch <laughs> yeah, of them. It, yeah, and, you know, in doing it, when you just came off of yeah, suspension, yeah. There, there, there's a lack of here, just a lack of respect. Like, dude, we just went through this. Right now, you you come back and you toe the line. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if a guy falls down around you, you help him up to make sure I ain't push him down. You know what I mean? You toe the line, and Draymond refuses to do that, and that's what I think they're going to send this, trying to send a message about. Skip, I was talking about, I was thinking about this when you were talking about yep. it. Even in the John Morant situation, the league was, go- they were going to get some pushback, I believe, from, from the Players Association yes. with whatever they, they tried to do with John yep. Morant. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the league's going to get pushback here. Reportedly not. See, yeah. Right, 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 right. When there's not anybody going to come in and say, hey, you're doing Draymond wrong here. You know, <laughs> no. there were people stepping in on, on the John Morant situation and they saying, were. wait, we got, we got, we got yeah. guys going hunting with guns all the time. Yeah. Let's be real. We got white guys going hunting with guns all the time. Why do you want to suspend real. and take all of this African-American guy money away because he was waving a gun? Right. So those things yeah. came into play with the NBA. It's not coming into play with no. the Draymond, no. Draymond Green suspension. And by the way, Nick. Andre Iguodala is now the interim president of the Players Association. And help me out, I, I'm pretty sure he and Draymond are really tight <laughs> yeah, because they, yeah. they won a lot of games together and they, they spent a lot of time together, right? Right, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think Andre is, is into the he, – he believes that, and, and he has helped convince Draymond we need this to happen. So they're not fighting it. They're actually right. – right. they're endorsing embracing it, it, embracing it, it. it. yes. Okay, so Nick, when when you spent time away from basketball with Draymond, did you ever see anything in his personality that would indicate he would react like this on a basketball floor? No, no, and like that's that's the the, the crazy part. Yeah. Like you know, off the court, you know, and he knows sports. He talks sports. We hang out, and you don't see. This side, you know, and you know, and that's that's the that's the part that being a teammate and being like Joe Dumars, they see the other side of, of Draymond. Yeah. So that's I know it's hard for them to come down on him with you know a severe punishment because they like him. They like him. Yeah, I, I think the commissioner likes him. Yeah. And remember, he was sort of pushed into the enforcer role for a finesse basketball team, right? With sure. Stephen Clay, and yeah. so you needed somebody with some edge who could set a more physical tone. So do you think Draymond's sort of a victim of, I'm trying to do, 
you know, fill a role for this team. For sure, because yeah. they just paid him a hundred million. They just this, paid him. He's this, in his first year. In his yeah. first year of yeah. his money. Four so years, a hundred million. You, yeah. you pay this guy, then you get rid of the other guy, uh, of Jordan, Jordan Poole. Poole. So it's like you, you embracing what he's doing. So yeah. I think, you know, and so you created this. Yeah, you, you helped him. By the way. When he did punch Jordan Poole, and we all saw it because yeah. somebody leaked the video of it, is practice, obviously. But they did not suspend Draymond for <laughs> punching a teammate. That, that, again, they sort of validated it. They, they enabled it yeah. to continue because they did not suspend him, even though there was an outcry out there. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. next thing we we just gonna see about it on Draymond's uh, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we'll hear about it on the podcast. We're gonna hear about it on the podcast. Right. <laughs> so right, and, and Nick, I was talking about that, Nick, and I thought the league was thinking about that too. They were saying, okay, if we go ten games here, he's going to go on the podcast and talk more about it as if he's Teflon Don, untouchable, and I think that's also. Like you just talked about, one of the reasons they said, let's come heavy. Mm. Well, I don't know how heavy heavy is. So, uh, uh, Nick, what, again, loving him the way you love him, there's got to be some tough love going oh, on yeah. here. So would you like to see, I don't know, 15 games, 20 games? Um, Y'all was, got 25 to start this year, okay? I say um, a minimum between 15, I'm a – 10 or 15. 10 to 15. You know, 10 I mean, 15. something fairly something, significant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you think it would force Draymond to, to miss basketball enough that he would start to soul search and look inside himself and say, maybe I need to, to try to figure out how to tone it down? Pull, uh, for sure. Because this, he's losing about 25% of yes. his money now. You know, this is, mm. this is hitting his pockets. And at the same time, this is not basketball. And I know. He want to win. His thing is winning. You know, he's going to go down as a winner. But at the same time, you know, you don't got Steph. You don't got it, – it's not looking good for the Warriors right no. now. I mean, Clay got benched the other night in the fourth quarter because he just was having one of those nights. But it, it looks like they are spiraling down. You made yeah. the point yesterday. It's starting at, what are they, 10 and 13. I mean, do they even make the playoffs? Ah, it's I hard think they're to like see. ninth yeah. in the West. Yeah, now. it's hard to see because the West too deep right now. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Enough of Draymond. We got to get back to the National Football League because Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are defending Kadarius Tony, and the question is, should they be defending him? No mercy. No mercy. Patrick Mahomes defended Kadarius Toney yesterday after his offsides penalty, of course, cost the Chiefs the home game against Buffalo. Mahomes said he told Toney to, quote, unquote, just be you and that everybody's going to make mistakes, but that one mistake won't define you. It's how you respond to that mistake. Travis Kelsey was even more vehement in his defense of Toney, saying that there's a lot of media pointing fingers at some of the skill players we have. I say bleep that. I've got all the faith in the world in that dude. He's one of our best players. Everybody hating on KT right now, you can bleeping miss me with it. I'm trusting in 19 every time he's out there on the field. Michael, please, you first. Do you like the way Mahomes and Kelsey defended their teammates? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're standing up for him because they see him the most. And they see 
the things that he's working on and improving on in practice. So, yeah, they're doing the right thing as leaders of that football team on many ways and on many fronts. First of all, trying to pull Tony, Kadarius Tony up. Man, we believe in you. We still here. We're, we're still with you. That, that's the right thing to do. But also sending a message to that locker room. We're still here. We still believe that we still have everything in front of us that we want to go out and accomplish. So they're doing a great job, but it still comes down, guys, to getting it done in that moment. You can have people all day tell you about, on the football field, how good you are, how great you are. But you're going to hear about these 29 drops, league leading in drops. And, 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 and then you start getting off sides like that. Drops, lining up poorly, all of this is lack of concentration, lack of focus. We're not saying you don't have a skill set that can't accomplish it. We're saying there's lack of concentration and lack of focus, and that's the problem with what's going on right now in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right by supporting them, but, but we're still going to watch and see if it translates on the football field mm-hmm. come Sunday. The only thing they can say, Skip, is what they said, is support their teammate. Anything right. other than supporting this teammate would be a negative. So they understand that you have to continue. That will to- be reverber- that will reverberate through the locker room key, right? If they, you know what I mean. Anything else, it gets to the locker room and it destroys everything. Yeah, and and, and that's not. First of all, it's not Andy Reid led ball clubs. It's not Patrick Mahomes. It's not Travis Kelsey. And whenever you are a champion and a leader, a, a, a Michael Irvin or 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 any of those other guys, me and the third person, whatever. There's no need to talk about the negative amongst my teammates when I'm trying to accomplish something and win championships. I know, like Michael said, the work that he puts in because I see him every single day. Everything's not going to be perfect. It's do you learn from those mistakes. If those mistakes continue to be repeated, guess what? You'll be without a job anyway. Because Andy Reid and company will take care of that. I don't have to take care of it. The personnel people will take care of it and send you on your way because you're costing us ball games. Now, as far as Kelsey goes, like Michael said, yeah, it's 29 drops, man. We, we see it. We know that that has affected your win-loss record. You can win more games with less drops. If it, if it was less drops and you were winning and you were losing those games, mm-hmm. We would then focus in on why you're losing the games because it would be something different. Mm. But because it's 29 drops and you're losing certain games, we sit there and we go, oh, well, here's one of the reasons why. And so I understand what Travis Kelsey is saying. He doesn't want to see his teammates beat up. I mean, if he has a drop, nobody's going to say anything, right? They're going to point to the other guys that have the drops because he has so much coin in the bank that – it doesn't matter. He, he can do whatever, and we're going to be like, oh, well, that's just one time with Travis Kelsey. Mm. But if the receivers are dropping the football on a consistent basis and they show those charts on TV, Skip, yep. and it says such and such five drops, such and such six drops, we, we're sitting there going, you can't do that. That's all. It's, 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 no one's trying to uh, demean one's career or, or, or do anything like that. We're just simply pointing out that they have a number of drops that have cost them games. Okay. I hear what both of you are saying about supporting a still fairly young teammate. I got that. Sending the right message through the locker room. 
But at some point, somebody has to stand up in said locker room and say, our standard is our standard, and we are not living and playing up to that standard. And I'm going to make an example that I guarantee you Michael Irvin can relate to because trust me on this, trust him on this, Troy Aikman was as tough and demanding on receivers as any quarterback I was ever around. And it was hard to play for Troy at times because he demanded every snap, every practice, precision route running down to the, the inch. And if, if you ran it the wrong way, you would hear about it from Troy. And it set a standard, not just for Michael, because Michael was going to do it exactly the right way anyway, but for all the younger receivers, the Kevin Williams of the world back in 95, because Troy insisted he was obsessed with precision. I think Eric Bieniemy was obsessed with precision in practice. And when he went to Washington, they rebelled against him early in camp because he was so hard on them. It's like, man, you're just coaching the hell out of us. Well, that's what he used to do for Kansas City. And maybe that's a missing ingredient, that, that demanding coach or demanding quarterback. I, in the same circumstance, I don't think Troy Aikman would have stood up for Kadarius Toney. I, ju I just know Troy. I, I think he would have been fairly gentle in his criticism, but he would have made it clear to the media, we don't stand for those kind of mistakes because that's not who we are. That's just me. At some point, you have to reinstill the standard and the discipline that they're not playing to because they don't have the same focus they used to have to me under Eric Bieniemy. Michael, respond to that, please. Yeah, yeah no, listen, and, and, and I, I concur in, in some of that conclusion. The reality is there's a reason you get a coach like an Eric Bieniemy or, or, or Jimmy Johnson. These guys put pressure on you in practice to stay focused, and it's a practice pressure that if you get through it and you stay focused, you're hearing him yelling in your ear all the time, <laughs> it carries over in the game. You don't feel the pressure of that game because he's putting pressure on you all the time in practice. That's what those coaches are like, and people don't understand it. They're like, well, why you got to yell so much? Why you because it ain't going to be the perfect situation in a game. You have to make plays in those games. So, yeah, they're missing that. You can't tell me they're not missing Eric Bieniemy in that discipline yeah. that he puts on them all the time. Yeah, yeah the, the, the yelling and the screaming is cool. It doesn't register with everybody. No. And so, in the end, you, yes, your practice habits you carry to the field. There's no question about it. I play for one of the toughest you-know-whats ever in the football. I mean, like ever. He didn't yell and scream at me. He just looked at me a certain way. And I automatically right. knew. Right. Like, knew. oh, God, yeah. here we go. You know, because yeah. that's right. just the way he communicated with his eyes and his mumbling under his breath to me. And I knew I was in trouble to a degree if I did something wrong. I missed the block in practice. Did you dread that? Excuse did, me? Didn't you dread him? Yeah, because I didn't feel like hearing it. Yeah. So yeah. like Michael is saying, yeah. You don't want to, I don't want to be the guy no. in the film room after right. practice right, that right, they right. read die. Mm -hmm. I, I did not want to be right. that guy, you know, and so. And, and, right, and Key, you respect them. See, you, and you, when you respect a coach like that, like I would coach Johnson, I, I wanted my coach to, I want to make him happy. I want to yeah. please him like my Absolutely. dad. I, you want to make him right. So when Bill knew all he has to do is look at Key. 
And them other dudes, I may have to say something. Yeah, he screamed at the mother. It's almost like, it, right, it's like your dad, son. Yeah. No, he... he you like, mm, I got you, I got you, I got you. I'm laughing. When we have these type of conversations, right. I'm laughing because I, right. my memory, right, I go back and I remember a game, I don't remember, I did something in the game and I saw him headed toward me. Yeah. You know, I went around the bench, back around the other way, and as he was calling my name, I just acted like I didn't hear him. I just kept walking to the other end of the field, knowing that he was going to go back and turn around because we were punting the football. So I was just like, I'm going to leave that alone. I don't even want to get it. I'm just going to walk behind the bench, walk all the way back down the other way, and get away from him because I knew, uh-oh, I did something wrong. Here he comes. I don't feel like hearing him, Skip. So didn't he force you to focus oh, yeah. harder than absolutely. maybe you would right. have? Oh, absolutely. But, but the staff right. in general, whether it was Maurice Carthon, whether it was Todd right, right, Haley, right, 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 right. whether it was Charlie Weiss, Dan Henning, offensively, for right. me, they, you know, right. they, it was a focus that was there. Else, as I said, no matter right. where I was slotted at, as a top dog, I knew that if I didn't live up to those billings and expectations, I could be packing my bag and calling Michael Irvin and saying, hey, can you get Jimmy to bring me in? That's not what I wanted. <laughs> right, right, right. That is so funny, though, man. It, 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 listen, it, it, it was, it really is. It, it really is a great thing when you're playing for a guy that you respect that way, you know, and you honor that way, and you listen to, like, like I would, Coach Johnson, like he would, Coach Parcells, you know, and those guys always, man, they, they always got you ready. Those pressure moments in practice, man, it, it, Jimmy understood all of that, and guy, and that's what that, that's that's all they're trying to say here. They have to get understand. They have to understand that there's going to be pressure moments. Everybody's going to give you their best game because you've been to five yes. straight AFC championship games. You played them right here, even though they will not be playing this AFC championship this season in Kansas City. But they got to they gotta get going in the receiving. And, and Skip, look, Andy Reid knows what the hell he's doing, yeah. okay? He's a good coach, one of the top four or five coaches yeah, that I've is. ever seen at the national football level with my eyes that I've seen since okay. I understood football. And I know whether Eric Bieniemy is there or not, he's still trying to get through to the young receivers. These are young guys, and young guys need time to grow. And you say, well, they've been catching footballs their whole life. It's different in the pros than it is in college, man. Mm. As I continue to tell people all the time and tell you too, Skip, yeah. you got grown men with full beards, with car seats mm -hmm. in their car trying to get a check. <laughs> yep. Young dudes are still trying to understand what that even means, right? They don't, they're third year. They don't play. They haven't had a lot of play time, a lot of opportunities. So, yes, if it continues to drop balls and things of that nature against the New England Patriots this week, they'll lose. So they got to correct it. And I'm sure Kelsey, along with Patrick Mahomes, unlike Troy Aikman, is doing it a different way, yeah. more with flowers and less flowers. with anger. Mm -hmm. That's just, you know, okay. that's the way you handle it. Do you it. think Andy Reid has any Bill Parcells in him? Coaches like Andy Reid handle things differently. They do. They snap right. when they need right. to snap. It ain't, right. it ain't, right. a, it, right. it, everybody on the sideline with Coach Parcells, including the coaches, were walking on eggshells. Eggshells. Doing the game. 
That may not right, be the right, case right, with Andy. Right, Andy not. does it different. Right. With no. Coach Johnson, too. With, with Coach, Coach Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Right, right. The I whole – no, no, and, and Key, not just walking the sideline. Everything in the building, in the building. is on edge. In the building. Everything on in the building is on edge. It's just a different <laughs> approach. Okay. Coach Dungy. Coach Dungy, a different, different approach. Very different. Just a way different right. approach. Okay, so, it's all sorts of ways, as so you know. Andy and Tony, to me, at heart, are really nice men. They're yeah. just they're just different. gentle men. Yeah. They're, they're, they're good guys. Good, good yeah. Not that Bill's not a good guy at heart. He's just a tough guy. He's a Jersey guy, <laughs> and he's going to let you know exactly how he feels at every single moment. I believe Andy needed a bad cop, so to speak, I think he needed Eric too. to be tougher, you know, to... to well, I brought that up, I brought that up weeks ago mm-hmm. when we started talking yep. about the offense struggling. I said, yeah. well, I can tell you right now, the common denominator in all of this is yep. Eric Bieniemy's out, Nagy's in, yep. and the offense looks like the Chicago Bears offense. Yeah, it, it just, it, that to right. me, yeah. when I look at Washington and, and Sam Howell and what they've been able to do offensively, and have a quarterback that looks like he can play on Sundays in right. this league, there's the common denominator. One's in, one's out. Okay, so at some we point. Asked, we asked so yeah. many times. We asked so yeah. many times, what would Eric B. Enemy be without, without Andy Reid when we should have maybe thought other about asking that question good the other point. way around also? Very good point. So somebody in that receiver's room has to instill some fear that creates focus. And if it's Patrick pulling receivers aside, at some point you you have to fear the wrath of Patrick. You, you know what I mean? Where you, mm-hmm. he, you have to fear that he's going to, behind closed doors, blow up at you if you don't get it right on Sunday. You, but it's a different blow. Yeah. It's not, look, you, and I don't want to say you grew up, but you, you've covered this sport for a very long time. The quarterback play, when I came into the league, the Dan Marinos, the John Elways, those guys, Jim Kelly, running down the field, pointing you, doing, that's not there anymore. That's not what they do in the league anymore. They don't, when you make a mistake, they don't call you out for the television cameras to say, oh, he made a mistake. Look at the quarterback going after him. That's not there anymore. Patrick Mahomes, we don't know that Patrick Mahomes doesn't sit down with them at the cafe well, and, he might. and say, hey, man, he, he just you got to do a better job. He might it's just do it a, that way. It's just yep. a different approach. That's yep. all it is. It's yep. just a different approach. Well, they are missing whatever that, that focus is because dropping footballs to me is just about your head's just not in it. It's, it's just concentration, dedication to the moment. I'm just, I can't drop this ball or I'm going to hear about it from somebody. Concentration is extremely important when you're catching footballs. Right, Michael? Right, right, right. Focus on just for the focus. It's a focus level and a concentration level that they're not maintaining. And that yelling in practice at Eric Bianum, it keeps you on focus. So, yeah, they're, they're losing that focus. Yeah, I got it. All right, we haven't talked to Lakers last night at San Antonio just yet. AD versus Wimby. Yet the Lakers allow a 42-23 fourth quarter run to a team that had lost 17 straight games. Really, Keyshawn? We got to talk. Win is a win is a win.
Make sure you play this week's Fox Super 6 free-to-play game. Download the Fox Sports app and enter for free for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. No LeBron last night on a back-to-back at San Antonio. Anthony Davis did play. And, man, he played big against Victor Wimbanyama, who also had a big game. Lakers led by 20 early in the fourth quarter, but they gave up a 42-23 run. And thanks to a late clutch flurry by Wimby, cut the lead all the way down to one. Still, Lakers hung on to win by three as the Spurs lost their 18th straight game. Okay, Keyshawn, you lifelong Laker fan that you are, were you encouraged or discouraged by that performance? Last no, night? I was encouraged by it, yeah. because the night before, we messed around. You messed around. And, and without Kyrie, mm-hmm. we lose to, the, to uh, Dallas. Dallas. And then I got Michael Irvin ripping and screaming and hollering. Now, yes, we, we beat a San Antonio team that's not great right now. With oh, young... that's, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> no, no. 18 not, in a row. But, but we did what we were supposed to mm-hmm. do by not having our number one leader on the floor, mm-hmm. by the way, sitting down chilling, eating a little popcorn. He was eating popcorn, <laughs> yeah. But the number two guy, Nick, in, in our soon-to-be Batman, I'm assuming, stepped up to the plate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he just did. He finished. He, he has been on a consistent tear yep. over the last week or so. Mm-hmm. He had, what, 37 last night. He did. He didn't have any block shots, which was a little discouraging to me, but he had 10, 10 defensive, I mean, 10, yeah, defensive boards. He did. He didn't mm-hmm. really need to clean the glass on the offense because the balls were actually going into the hoop. <laughs> so that was a plus, yeah. right? He knocked down two of his threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You start to look at it, you say, he showed me he didn't shrink by not having LeBron on the floor. He continued to rise. And if he continues to do that, there's progress. Like I said to you the other day, Skip, mm-hmm. San Antonio, San Antonio. Then we got Chicago. Nick, and, the no, Knicks, Knicks, Knicks yeah. Chicago, mm-hmm. Minnesota. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. If we can come out of this 4-1, and 5-0, oh, mm-hmm. I'm encouraged opposed sure. to what happened against Dallas. Okay. I, I am. All right, fair enough. Yeah, well, it's hard to block somebody that's seven two. You know? Man, you seven <laughs> feet tall too, though. But it's, you got an eight foot, you know, wings. Figure it out. And, and by the way, give me one block. W- w- Wimby is a good six inches yeah. taller than AD. Yeah, I, good, I, I was yeah, watching them standing yeah. beside yeah. each other. Yeah. I'm talking about six Man. foot inches. Yeah. No, he had a couple nights. So it's hard to night. block that. Yeah. 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 But I did like that. You know, Wimby went right back at him. It was like the big brother. He was big brother on them. Yeah. Hit him in the chest, dunked on him, and then like three plays later, Wimby went back right back at him. He so, did. They went at each other. They did. So All I like right. that. You know, that's the part I liked about the game. It actually turned out to be a good game, but. It shouldn't have been a good game. It shouldn't no. have been that close. And that's what I, I hate about the Lakers, the, the letdowns. They, it's too up and down, you know. And, and I'm a big Laker fan. I want to see us, yeah. you know, win for L.A., but mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to bring A.D. back in the game in the fourth, fourth quarter when you're up 20. That's when most likely he get hurt, you know. And that I hate, true. I hate to see yeah. that. All so. right. This is what I love the most about your best player, because your best player is Anthony Davis. I don't care what you say. He's younger than LeBron. When, when he's right, he is so right. 
that they, Austin Reeves always says after the game that, that we go as, as Anthony go. They, they just do. They just do. Okay, so what happened on the first Laker possession of the night? He goes at Wimby and tries to shoot it left-handed up off the glass, and he got it away without getting it blocked, but he got a little off balance, and he comes down, and he didn't come down on a foot. He just came down on his own foot, and he turned it over. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Are you kidding me? And it turned pretty hard. And I'm thinking, that's it. He'll be gone for like three weeks, and and you're going to struggle and suffer, and we're going to sit here and say, what's wrong with him? He's got to suck it up and play. And guess what, Key? He sucked it up and played last night. He shook it off the way LeBron has always shook off those turned ankles. And he just said, no, I don't have Bron tonight. I'm going to do this. And, and he was taking it as a personal challenge to go at that kid and yeah. go as hard as he could go <laughs> at him. And I thought, overall, big picture, top to bottom, right to left, I thought he bar- slightly outplayed Wimby. Wimby was great last yeah. night. Yeah. And, and yet, then the fourth quarter happened. And you know what I think of Austin Reeves? He, he is your closer. He, yeah. he is so good in the fourth quarter because he's smart and he's fearless. And real quick, I'm going to show you one quick shot that he made just to show his ability. He made a shot at the end of the first quarter, if I could just show you this. This is, this is not easy to do. This is Austin Reeves. He goes up and under and hey. shoots it up off the glass. Okay, that, that's, that's Swaggy P stuff to me. <laughs> Am nice. I right? Yeah. I love that, that was nice. I mean, he has that kind of ability. And yet in the fourth quarter, he tries to lead the shock troops, you know, because they're trying yeah. to rest some of the, the starters starting with AD. And Austin takes two shots and makes one and scores two points. It's not enough, man, because they are coming right back at you like gangbusters. And then Wimby, who is shoot, he came into this game shooting 25% from three, and yet he's taken the third most threes <laughs> on his team. That is the worst three-point shooting in all of basketball, 25%. And he goes Dante Exum on you <laughs> because he made his first one, and then he makes two late ones. If we could see those, yeah, but, but they're in, big in, time. In the, big scouting, time. in the scouting, as Swaggy P knows, First thing they're going to say, don't worry about no, him. Don't he's worry about him. Let him oh, yeah, he's with yeah, us. With us. Yeah, he's with, yeah, he with us. Okay, yeah. look at this. He's stepping back and shooting it over AD and bagging it. You know, like, okay, that's the first one. And then that's pretty deep. That's about four feet beyond the line. He's got sweet stroke. I mean, the technique be is tall, beautiful yeah. for 7-4. Okay, I got it. And then it comes down to one key play in which he takes another three and Cam Reddish comes across his face, and I thought Cam Reddish he hacked his hands. Do you, do you know this play? Yeah. If we could see it. And they call Wimby for kicking his foot out. Here, Cam comes back, and he kicked it out and tripped him. But I don't know if I've ever seen a play on which two fouls are happening simultaneously where Cam Reddish hits his hand, so it should be three shots, should but he kicks shot. his leg out, and they, they went ahead and overruled the – the, the hand slap foul with the Wimby kick offensive you foul. See, you can't see the hand slap though. Okay, I, well, I can. Well, I, I mean, can. when they're making a call, yeah. though, oh, them I, I dudes see is eight feet in the air, oh, okay. so <laughs> you can't necessarily see that. You can see the leg, and you can see okay. Ken Reddish falling the ground. It was a weird play for me, and I couldn't remember a basketball play like, like that where – there's two things going on at once, and if it happens in football, well, then it's offsetting penalties. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like the offense created a foul, and then they they committed a penalty. <laughs> I'm sure on, if he doesn't kick the leg out, yeah, 
they probably they probably I, I, I think they're going to let foul. him shoot. Yeah. Okay. I think that's been it, three free throws. Th- that, yeah, that's he'll a, probably get three free throws three if free he doesn't kick the leg out. Okay. Sure. Well, that's a one point game at that yeah. point. So you you could be in trouble if you let him go shoot those free throws. I don't for know sure. if he could make all three, but he might make two of them. I, I'm happy that we got out of there with a win, man. That's yeah, win is a win. Win is a win is a win. You're not going to win them all by 40. Just yeah. not, it's not going to happen that way. Okay. Anthony Davis showed me a lot last night. <laughs> and it's the kind of stuff you can take to your Laker bank because it's the kind of stuff that will play for the rest of yeah. the year. He was showing his team, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go sit over there with LeBron at the end of the bench and sulk and, and wait for the next game, right? I, I'm going to do this. Glad he didn't. Right? Oh, he had man. to play. Well, because I, I don't think you're going to win that game if, if he says, I, I, I don't feel like going. And because there have been a lot of nights in his career, as you well know, where he said, you know what, I, my hip and my, I, got, I got something going on. Right? It has been. And, and, okay. and I know in the back of his mind, the moment that that happened, you know, as you talk about the little man on your shoulder, I'm sure he had a little man on his shoulder saying, Say, hey, hey, come yeah. on, man, you can't Maybe do this, this right it. now. You know, Maybe you don't want to get, get your butt up and get out on the court. All right, so last week thought about Wimby. There have been too many nights, I've told you, I watch closely, and he drifts out and wants to just jack up threes. And he doesn't command the paint the way his his. He had 30 last length. night. I, I'm just saying, last night, he took it as a personal little brother challenge. Yeah, like, I'm going to sure. show you, too. You go at me, I'm going to go right back. And it was, I got you, I got you. No, I got you. No, I got you. <laughs> and he showed me a lot last night, sure too. And, and I would like to see more of that. I still don't know if he's got that killer instinct in him. But he comes up clutch, weirdly, at the end of games. But he shot in the end. I think he does have the killer instinct in him. I can tell based on his dunks that he got killer in him. Just how he—he—you can tell his dunks. He needs to put on some more muscle. Yeah. But you can tell he's trying to dunk it a certain way. Okay. It ain't just like I'm tall. I'm getting ready to lay it in. So he's He's actually trying to yam it. He's he just yam it. He's averaging 19-11 and three with three blocks a game. Three blocks a game is a lot. The point is. Those numbers are not contributing to the dubs, you know, like like they've lost 18 straight games with him putting up those kind of numbers. Well, this year you let him be Wimby. You yeah. let him play. You yeah. let him be a rookie. But I say in three or four years, this is going to be his league. Maybe. It's going to be his league. Ooh, I don't know if he's ever going to be beyond Jordan or beyond LeBron. No. Or I, I don't see that. But, but it's in good hands. The NBA is in All good right. hands. All right. Okay, we got to talk about this because it's becoming a thing out there. Mike McCarthy, coach of the year? Coach of the year? Once again, your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet. Greg Pearson says, Keyshawn on every Cowboys discussion. Look forward to it every day. I know that look. I know that look. I know that coach. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't yeah. a... Yeah. But we'll get into that in a different conversation there, Michael. <laughs> tweet number two is just... Look. We just got a shot here of Draymond... Poking Joker in the oh. eye, and I think he's got his thumb up his nose a little bit. I don't. Oh, uh, y'all want to y'all want to spin Dre now That's for that? Shot. I mean, come on, man, y'all. <laughs> it has come to this, and finally from yeah. Matt. 
I need you and Michael Irvin to bow down to 49er Nation. All, yeah. Michael, all I can say is yeah. I look forward to seeing 49er no, Nation don't. in the postseason. No, I do. No, you don't. I'll embrace stop, it. man. Just win this game no. against the Bills. I'm just like, stop. Me. Yeah. Third time will be the playoff charm. I can't wait. Putting your skis ahead of you. Okay. I think we got long skis this year. All right. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, I have an intriguing question for you both. Now that Dak is the favorite to win MVP, should Mike McCarthy be at least in the running for Coach of the Year? Michael Urban, please. Oh. Listen, Mike McCarthy's done a wonderful job, and we've talked about the work he's doing with Dak, making sure that Dak didn't get those high numbers of interceptions early on in the, in the season and have and have him, he has him playing at a high level right now. But hands down, coach of the year belongs to D'Amico Ryan. That mess that they had in Houston, and it was a mess on top of a mess on top of a mess. He straightened that out and gave it a great future all in his first year. No question, Mike McCarthy's done a good job. But with D'Amico Ryan, with, with C.J. Stroud, and what they're doing in Houston is way better than just a good job. It's nothing short of incredible to have that kind of year coming off the type of situations that Houston has had going on for the last few years. Coach of the year is D'Amico Ryan's. Skip, why, 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 why? Should Mike McCarthy even be considered? What has he done to be considered for coach of the year? You want me to answer? Yeah, I want you to answer. Okay, me. please, I will. So let's just do the hypothetical because right now, Mike McCarthy and Dak to me are joined at the hip because they have a new wavelength between them that Dak completely trusts. He has put Dak Prescott in a new revitalized comfort zone, the likes of which I have never seen Dak in before. Okay. For the last eight games, Dak has been out of his mind on fire and played at a level at which we have never witnessed before. 23 touchdown passes to only two picks over the last eight games. Let's do the hypothetical that Michael and I talked about to open earlier in this show. What if they win out? I I know you don't even want to deal with the prospect of it because you think they're going to lose the next two games. But what if they don't? What if Mike McCarthy and Dak and company, what, what if they go to Buffalo and win, they go to Miami and win, they come home and beat Detroit, which would be their, what, 16th straight win at home, and then they go to the Commanders and ended up with another road win. What if, mm-hmm. could you not make a strong case for Mike McCarthy pulling this team up from the ashes of 42 to 10 at San Francisco, wow. up from losing pulling, at Arizona the team early. Up from okay. the ashes. Okay, well, what, what if they go on such a roll that they win out coming from nowhere, where everybody wrote coming, them off after Arizona coming, and San Francisco? Coming from you nowhere. You would have to at least give so, them something. So, Skip, you yeah. are an encyclopedia for the Dallas Cowboys historian, the whole deal. What was the record the Cowboys last year? It was good. <laughs> what was that, though? 13 and 4? Yeah. Right. 13 yeah. and 4. Right. Really good record. Mm-hmm. Playoff team. Right. Okay. And I believe right. since Mike McCarthy has been a coach, he's won double digits mm-hmm. multiple times as a he Dallas has. Cowboys head coach. Right. Yeah. And then what right. happened? You don't give coach of the year to somebody because a quarterback 
is having success when the team has always had success in regular season records when the coach has been there and the quarterback has been there. Okay, They've won when that guy has been their quarterback. Did Mike McCarthy call plays last doesn't year? Doesn't matter. Before. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Me no, it doesn't. I never, I never could no, figure out what he did at all. You know what coach of the year goes to? It goes to people like D'Amico Ryans, mm -hmm. Sean yeah. Payton in Denver if he wins the division one game back at Kansas City, took a team that a coach That's got fired. A team where a coach got fired, That's came in, got wrecked by 70 in Miami, and has completely turned things around at their one game from yeah. winning the division or, mm -hmm. or basically tying Kansas goal. City yep. and putting pressure on Kansas City to win the division. Mm. Those are the type of coaches okay. you give coach of the year to. Dan Campbell, uh, people felt good about them. If they go to the playoffs for the first mm -hmm. time in like a yeah. gazillion years, that's who you give coach. Not okay, so no you're damn it's, it's Mike always, McCarthy. It's always the underdog narrative, right? Or, or if you go 17 and 0, 16 and 1, that's who you give coach of the year to. You don't give coach of the year to somebody that every single year the quarterback is consistent, the hit, the record is consistent. You getting into the playoffs? You, that's not who you give it to. It's just not. Okay. Would you give Mike McCarthy assistant coach of the year? Assistant coach? I don't know, understand what okay, you Okay, because suddenly he's doing something. He's actually the offensive coordinator. He's calling plays. He hasn't done anything. I used to sit in this chair and say, I'm not sure what he does because motivational speaking is not his strong suit because we saw in hard knocks right, some right, of his right, pre-game right. speeches, halftime speeches were like, yeah. Right. I, 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 I would well, want to. Okay. This is why when he took over and at the beginning of the year when I joined this show, I told you, despite what your feelings were like with the Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. end in Green Bay, mm -hmm. I told you that it was going to be different offensively because he wants to do it a certain way. They started off doing it like he told us he was going to do yep. in the summertime, and then they slowly elevated the game up and made C.D. Lamb a focal point in the passing game and just switched things around, doing it the way they wanted to do to win these football games. Right. But that still does not put him in the running to be no, head, I, I or, or coach of the year. It just doesn't. Me, he is starting to rival Kyle Shanahan in play calling because <laughs> I, I, I'm seeing wizardry. I'm seeing red zone. I'm saying, ooh, I love that. I lo oh, I didn't see that coming. You got to give him credit. I've, I've never given him any credit. I've given him a lot. Let's, let's just go one game at a time, okay. please, Skip. Let's All just right. do Buffalo. Because you say they're going to lose to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do. Hand up. You're going to lose to Buffalo. And Michael will be sitting there with me, so don't avoid me yeah. at 1 o'clock. Don't yeah. you tell me oh, you ain't no, coming. No, no. I, 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 I'm less worried about Buffalo. I'm good, buddy. I, I would yeah. definitely okay. be there with you. I'm okay. only worried definitely. about Keyshawn showing up for this show on Monday because we are oh, not going to lose stop. Buffalo. Right, right. <laughs> All right, up next, LeBron does it again. He eats while sitting on the bench in street clothes. Really, LeBron? Come He's on. He's hungry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no mercy. No mercy. No mercy. So LeBron sat out his second game of the year on last night's back-to-back -back in San Antonio. And as he sat on the end of the bench in street clothes, he once again was seen eating something. I think it was popcorn. Keyshawn, any problem with this? No, he can eat popcorn, nachos, and anything else he wants to eat. He deserves it. He is the NBA. Mm. Why do anybody have a problem with it? He's mm. not playing. 
And if that's what he decides to do, then mm. so be it. Mm. Michael? Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with it. I mean, you, usually, you know, football games, we kind of do this in, in the preseason when you know you're not playing. Never really did it in a regular season or a real game, but, but this situation's okay. Mm. Skip don't yeah. like it. I, I don't like it, and I believe LeBron did that just for my benefit, just Good. to get, get a little even <laughs> and, he, and he should do it again next yeah, time they he play. He should do it again next time. I, I say respect the game a little bit more oh, than that. God. You could munch stop. popcorn in the uh, locker room stop. before you come out. Uh, skip, stop. Can't you wait just a couple of hours to eat popcorn? It's just, it, come on. It's what, is it, what is it doing to you? Okay. Well, how is it bothering you? I, I know what it did for him. It gets him internet attention because oh, he knows no, so. he's going to create a little stir okay. on the internet. Rich right? Paul, here's what yeah. we're going to do. Yeah. Let's eat popcorn so I, Everybody with 18 billion people yeah. following me, I need another click. I can, Stop, Skip. I can even upstage this game and oh. I'm not even playing in this game. That is it for today's Undisputed. We are back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern and I can't wait Reaching. to educate. Reaching. 